Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework. With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Sunday, July 23rd. And we are here trying to help you manage the big decisions of your life. And those decisions can often involve money. So if you're thinking about a big change, if you need a little help, if you need a little coaching, we'd love to hear from you. Just go to our website, jillonmoney.com and click the contact us button. When you check the box, Mark does everything else. While you're on the website, don't forget, we've got the free weekly newsletter, we've got the book, we've got the subscription service, Jill on Money Live, so much there for you. You should really check it out. Right now, let's talk to Joel from Seattle, who is joining us. Hello, Joel. How can we help you out? Well, I am curious about how much company stock I should keep in my portfolio. I have two options at work. I get RSUs for like bonuses and things. And then I also have the option to invest in the ESPP. And the discount on the ESPP is 10%. And so I'm trying to figure out how much I should keep or sell right away and just invest, take the, um, pay the taxes and um, invest in other things. So yeah. tell us a little bit about you. Um, you know, are you uh, personal life? Are you partnered, married, parent? What's going on? Uh, single, no kids. How old? I am 42. Um, and how much do you earn? All in last year was around 250 but typically I wouldn't make that much money and that's kind of why part of the reason why I'm calling is because this year is probably I'll never make this much money again just because of the timing of RSU's vesting mm-hmm. and our current stock price and things so I don't want to mess it up mm-hmm. you know like I want to save everything I can in the right places so I've been doing with my our company match on the 401k is 50% up to the the max well, you have a company that matches 50% all the way up, not just to 6%? It's not based on your percentage of wow. like salary. It's just, yeah. So so for the first part of the year, what, I, what I'd been doing is I sold my initial RSUs and I'm using that to pay my expenses mm-hmm. and basically putting everything into my 401k so that I can get that 50% match as soon as possible. 
That's awesome. Great, great, great. Okay. How much is in your 401k right now? I've been with this company for a couple of years, for almost four years, I guess. That 401k is a 200000 Do you have other 401k assets that you've either rolled over or not rolled over, but old stuff that's poking around? Yeah, I have all of that. I put over at TD Ameritrade and I have 300000 in those old IRAs. And those are accounts. in rollover IRAs now? Yeah, all in one. Okay, great. Any other assets? We'll get to the RSUs and the um, employee stock purchase plan in a second. Any other money invested in general? Yeah, I have about 70K in a Roth IRA, and then I have 150K in other various trading accounts. Those are all in taxable brokerage accounts. Exactly, taxable brokerage accounts. And then I have about 12 months uh, in my emergency fund, a little more than that. Do you own a home or do you rent? Cannot afford a home in Seattle. So I rent and I enjoy renting. <sighs> Bless you. That's great. Oh, one other question. You said that you won't make this much next year. Well, let's say even this year. What would be like your normal base and normal bonus, not like extraordinary year? Yeah, probably between probably around 170-ish, okay. maybe 175. Okay. So I'd still a, a decent amount. And what I'd been doing also is as soon as I like had maxed out my 401k pre-tax, we have an after-tax we can contribute mm. to. And then there's the option on Fidelity, because this is through Fidelity, where they, they'll auto roll it over to a Roth. Oh. So they do that. So it's like the mega backdoor Yes, Roth. I love so the I've mega had, backdoor Roth. You're putting away a lot of money. I don't want to mess it up. You know, that I won't make, like I said, I probably won't make this much money ever again. Um, and so I just, I want to not mess it up. How much money is in the restricted stock units right now? Just 30,000. 30, okay. and, and that's ESPP and RSUs. Okay. Combined. I'm not going to guess where you work, but let's just pretend for a second that you were calling from Seattle and maybe you work for a company like Microsoft. Let's just pretend that for a second. I'm not saying that Joel works at, at Microsoft. I don't know that. Okay. So I'm just going to give the kind of general advice based on that. Microsoft's a great company. And there are so many times where I've heard from people like you who work at great companies and say, obviously, I should buy as much as I possibly can in the employee stock purchase plan because I get it at this 10% discount as long as I you know satisfy the holding period. It's all great. But I always point out that I still probably would rather you not do that because you're being awarded restricted stock on an ongoing basis. So, I mean, if you said to me, I don't have any RSUs, I don't qualify for that, I'd really like to participate. Okay, maybe. But, you know, you've got exposure to the company, right? So if you look at your kind of like where you are in your investing life, right? You got a half a million dollars that's in traditional retirement. And by the way, do you have a do you have a four hundred one k a Roth option? Yes, I do have a four hundred one k Roth option, but I've been doing the pre tax option and then doing the Roth conversion. I like that you're doing that. It's also something to think about if if your taxable income starts to drop more significantly, like if you know, well, you know, I didn't make as much money in one particular year, maybe you know. Now I'm I'm really closer to like 150, not 200, and so maybe you want might consider just doing all Roth. But again, you're you're saving a lot of money. I think that if you could take 
5% of your total invested assets and say, that's the exposure that I feel comfortable having, you know, in general with uh, one single company. There's 30 now. You're going to get another 50. That's $80,000. I think that that's, you know, essentially it's a little bit more than 10% of your current invested assets. And I think that's plenty. I wouldn't do more than that. I really would rather you have more like 5% in the company stock. Even if it's the greatest company in the world, even if it is Microsoft, it's just sort of prudent. And then what I also would be clear about is that because you continue to accumulate RSUs, you should have a a programmatic approach to selling. Every time these shares come up to sell, you should sell them. Now, I'm not saying you should do it in the middle of a bear market and sell them. Often what happens, it's the opposite. People will say to me, oh my God, you know, the stock's at an all-time high. I don't want to sell. No, you should. That's exactly when you should want to sell. You take a little bit off the table at a time. So I wouldn't go crazy with the ESPP. You've got plenty of risk out there with the company. And I would do what you're doing and again, diligently begin to unload those RSUs as they become available for sale. Okay. And for the ESPP though, I can still invest. I would just sell it essentially when it when it vests and take that 10%, pay the taxes on it, and then move that money into other Well, things. two things about the ESPP. Okay. It's a 10% discount, right? Right. Well, if the stock goes down, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean- They'll have to pay that. Yeah, taxes exactly. On that. So, you know, I, yeah. I think you just, we, we often will say, like, oh, it's a discount. It's great. Well, that presumes it only stays the same or goes up. So that's one thing. What's the holding period on your the, the plan? To not pay income tax on it is two years. Mm-hmm. Well, two years from the vest. So, really, it's, it's uh, I guess, 21 right. months. So, you're long, so it would be long term capital gains. I mean, look, I think that it's fine. Again, um, make sure you, Pay attention to that and just know that, you know, it's a two-year risk. And, you know, I don't know if you're really happy where you are. That's great. But things happen. It's weird. And that's why, you know, whenever we talk about employee stock purchase plans at 10 or 15% discount, everyone gets all giddy about it until the stock goes down. And then, like, the value of your RSUs, the value of your employee stock purchase, everything goes down. And then you're kind of bummed. And then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, and they're doing layoffs and my job's at risk. Not that I think that's going to happen, but it's at least worth considering that's the kind of risk that you are taking. And then how much of that kind of risk do you want to absorb? That's why I say between 5 to 10% of your invested assets, no more. Got it. That's very helpful. You're in good shape, man. If you have a question about anything going on in your financial life, big or small, we'd love to hear from you. All you need to do is go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button, write your note. And if you want to come on the air, you check that box. But if you're going to write a note and you want us to answer it as an email, give us a lot, a lot of details. That's what we need. Okay. While you're on the website, you can buy the book, The Great Money Reset. You can subscribe to Jill on Money Live, where you'll have access to quarterly live webinars and lots of great bonus content. You can subscribe to us here at Jill on Money, wherever you find your podcasts. We ask you to do something nice for someone else today. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Do you know a high schooler who is a natural leader and loves to give back to their community? The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Student Visionaries of the Year program might be the perfect opportunity. 
forming strong teams to support them. Student Visionaries of the Year candidates fundraise for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. This seven-week philanthropic leadership development program helps students gain valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship. Not to mention, it looks great on college applications. But most importantly, it's a chance for students to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on the lives of blood cancer patients and their families. Learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or nominate a student at lls.org students. That's lls.org students. 